0: You're
1: listening to The Top insurance Show on WNHH LP, 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. Let, let's just jump right in, and people might join us, which is great, um, if, if that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. All right. We, we talked um, yesterday briefly, or the day before, about the incident on around 2, 2.30 or so on Friday uh, on Carmel Street. And just when uh w- when you brought it to my attention, I was thinking thinking about your involvement with the Connecticut violence folks and and your, your your life involvement. In fact, you and I just uh I remember one of the time one of the earlier times I saw you when you had your, your operation on on uh, on Dixwell Avenue and, and I, I go there uh because we were chatting and you had mentioned I think that you had to leave the for a homework assignment or something for your young per for your young person. And I bring that up as people might be joining us about what does have to do with violence and just uh it's it's not just protesting or or it's petitions or signs or even Zoom calls, but it's really just impacting people's perception of what accountability is and love and and responsibility and, and people looking up to us. So there's so many young people right now as we do this Zoom call uh that we might not, not even know that we can impact if we can reach out to them i mean this 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 issue of gun violence uh, and just lastly let me just say uh, i shouldn't say lastly but we we forget that winchester arms cult, that we this connecticut has a lot a lot to do with with uh, guns in america uh, not to mention that other countries it's not a big problem uh, but let let's um any thoughts in terms of what i guess said in, in that regard So, a
2: few thoughts, right? First of all, you know, really quick, um, just in terms of Winchester, I had a conversation with my uncle one day and he had mentioned like, when Winchester Firearms was in our community making guns, we didn't have this many guns on the streets as we do now, right? Mm -hmm. In our communities. And I thought that that was really funny because black people still had issues with you know um, oppression back then, they worked in the factories. Why wouldn't they want to own firearms at that particular time, right? Mm-hmm. But it just it's just one of those thought processes. But you know, um, then you mentioned you know me bringing my daughter to 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 my job, um, you know, during those times after school to help with homework and stuff like that. And one of the things I realized is you know young people. We, they don't have enough opportunities throughout the community to get involved with anything. So, you know, we have our small children who have some after-school programming and, you know, things like the Boys and Girls Club, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of those things are paid things. So the parents that can pay for those opportunities pay for those opportunities. And some may get a stipend into the system, but they can't accommodate every single kid, Right but we have our 14-year-old population at 14 to 21, 25-year window who has no opportunities inside of the community after school, basically. So they're leaving high school, and they're just wandering after that, right? They don't really have a a real robust uh, programmatic system um, in place inside of the city for them to operate after school um, for further education and, you know... um, remedial education or whatever the need may be and i think that you know now mm-hmm. when we talk about accountability i like to talk about accountability from our side of the fence mm-hmm. right because it's our job as parents as community residents as members to 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 recognize this 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 thing that we don't have in our community for our children and then do something about it Mm -hmm. Right. Not keep looking for the outside people that don't have connections to our community, can't really walk into the community and get the kind of trust that, you know, we can. um, To come in and fix things. Right. We know we're broken from a number of areas, but we have every every scientist, every doctor, every 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 great intelligent mind at our disposal inside of our community to, to to find a cure and an ailment, you know, for what we currently see today. And will it happen overnight? No, but you know, it can happen. We just have to know our role in, in the pursuit of progress as it relates to, you know, um, the black community.
1: Indeed. and Jerry, welcome. We, 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 uh, Sean and I kind of plunge plunge right in, and again, Sean brought to my attention the uh, the shooting on Carmel and Percival on Friday mm-hmm. around t- two thirty two, and and it seems to me, Jerry, that you and I could have been having this conversation ten years ago, twenty years ago, thirty years ago. So there's no particular format. Just glad you could join us and steal yourself away from the from the from your favorite football game. Do you have, you have a favorite football team, Jerry? Yeah, my team played yesterday. Okay, so you're a, you are free today.
3: Yeah, I'm free today. All right. Um, once, once, Sean let me know. He let me know. I I put a reminder in my 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 phone, and here I am.
1: Excellent, Jerry. I'm not going to All refer right. to you. I know we haven't talked too much one on one, but you know I've seen you around town, and you've seen me around town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and although this show is is, is recorded, uh, I don't want to call you by. Let me just say that you, that your better half has a has a, has some loving names for you that she puts on Facebook all the almost all the time.
3: Yes, she does.
1: <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of where, where you got are going. I'm not going to reiterate any of those names, but I, but they but they come from such a deep loving place. And mm-hmm. and that we were we were chatting about Sean and I. What, what does it mean to display love to, to everyone? But but Jerry, what what are what are you so what's some of your thoughts about where do we where do we go from here? As you know, I'm the Alder in War Twenty Eight and. And this this most recent uh, homicide did occur in, in in my ward, and not that I'm taking it particularly personally, but when you become an older, you do swear to kind of advocate and be, you know, be be progressive and try to be impactful uh, in mm-hmm. terms in terms of your ward. So so when, when Sean sure. called you, so, so share with share with us a, share with us a few of your thoughts in this regard.
2: Really quick before you answer that question, because I want to acknowledge that Jerry has okay. a position now, you know, that's different than just Mr. You know, Jerry Randall. So, you know, yeah. um,
1: Oh, okay, great. Feel, feel no, me
2: Listen, in. so it's important, um, that we acknowledge ourselves in our capacities because we are the change that we want to see. Right. Mm-hmm. So when, when we're, when our children are now not really invested into, into religion, um, however it may seem they got to know that it's important that religion is important um, for all of us. We are, I don't care. We're ex drug dealers, whatever the case may be, we all carry some form of religion in our lives um, in order to have changed and gotten to a better place.
3: So please, mm-hmm. Mr. Randall. Um, I see, I see a, just a lot of unavailable, unavailability from the people who have the information. Hmm. Um, I, I didn't catch what my brother Sean had said, but I, I kind of know what he does and, and where his mindset is at. And it's all about us making ourselves available to the people. And I don't think our presence in our community is felt enough in order to advocate the change that we actually want to see happen. Hmm. I, believe, I believe wholeheartedly from what had happened from the 80s and the 90s with the drug, with the crack cocaine era. I believe there was a separation from um, from parents to children with the knowledge of information that needed to be passed down. And I think that a lot of people became scared to talk to the youth because of what they saw going on out there. But I feel like myself and other brothers that have come from that lifestyle that we're able to reach those, you know what I mean, that Are on the borderline of making you know those decisions that can lead them down a path that could be detrimental to their health and i i believe wholeheartedly that we just need more men and women out there just really doing the work Hmm. it's one thing to um to come on these type of uh podcast or 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 uh platforms and speak what and speak what we're saying but i think we really need to make our presence felt on a regular basis but i also feel that so many people who want to do the work don't don't actually have the information on how to present it. So mm-hmm. a lot of ta- a lot of times I believe that even the ones that want to do the work need to be taught how to do the work. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what we're putting together now, you know, um platforms where we can start educating those that, you know, I'm sorry, are able-bodied and want to, you know, see the change in their neighborhoods, get the information that the people can relate to. Because, you know, brother Sean had mentioned that I'm heavily involved in the church, right? And I believe that the church presence hasn't been felt enough in our communities no more. I believe that the church have started to hide behind the four walls mm. instead of really getting out there in the community and, and reaching those that need the information. I don't want to preach to people that go to church every day. I want to I want to reach those in our community that don't know the difference between right and wrong per se. I want to mm-hmm. reach those that, that need to see that people could come from our neighborhoods and actually change. So that's pretty much my thoughts on that. I'm trying to reach, I'm on my phone. I'm trying to hook up to my computer right now. So that's why I keep looking down. But that's, that's really good. what, that's really what I want to see. And that's where, that's where my stance is at right now. I'm, I'm actively just trying to get into the community more and reach those that, um that, that are looking for a better way, because I just believe so many people are hopeless out there and they've given up hmm. and, uh, I, I want to show them like, All right, listen, man, you can start life. You know, I, I actually spent over 10 years in prison and I came home at 38 years old. And I like to, I like to explain to them that, like, like, that's where my life actually began. And my life is beautiful now. So it's never too late. Like mm-hmm. yous are in your early teens. I mean, your late teens and early twenties and yous are ready to give up on life already, but they don't have, they don't have the examples to show them that, you know what I'm saying? They can overcome you know what I'm saying, the uh, drug-infested neighborhoods, they can overcome, you know what I mean, the lack of education they may have, that they can overcome all the obstacles that has been set up, you know what I'm saying, To cause Mm -hmm. them to fall.
1: And Jerry, Sean was referencing, so is there a new title or a new program, or it's under uh, Elder Brunson's?
3: No, well, my my, my title in the church is a minister, but I believe everybody has the capacity to be a minister. That's just speaking to those people that needs to be spoken to, concerning the situation, I believe. Okay, but um, it's not a new program. What we have is a men's group that's that we're putting together that that has been put together that we we're meeting, you know what I'm saying, biweekly, um, and we're just talking about the issues that need to be talked about, and we're constantly just inviting more men and more men, and it's it's growing, and and we're giving them the information that they're gonna need to to go out into their communities to reach those that they were called to reach, man, to give them the actual information that can help change their life.
1: So, yeah, so, so great. So the, 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 the the church and the address, uh, you you know, that the dates share with us. So that folks, folks that might be here listening to this. So so tomorrow we have, uh,
3: tomorrow at 6 30 to 8 30, we're meeting on Elizabeth street in West Haven, at um, pastor Andre Thompson church.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, the exact address I would have to get off my, I'm on my phone. Once I launch into this, I could get the exact address.
1: But if folks want to call you for the future events and the schedule, what's the best way for them to reach out to you and to contact you for future information?
3: Oh, man, they can contact me personally by phone. Area code 475-201-8548.
2: Great, great. And all and you have
3: to do is just text who you are and, and the information in there, and we'd be more than happy to, to link up and um have you become part of the group and you know be part of the change that's needed in our society.
1: Excellent, excellent sean oh you know
2: um jerry is one of those battle he's one of those battle axes man on the forefront (laughs) um you don't see him much but he's around you know i like to sit around men that i know not just gonna say that they're gonna do something but are actually doing things Mm -hmm. um i don't know he turned his camera off he's another one down there you know um he understands the context, you know, we've been focusing on the community economic development group uh, for quite a while, you know, that's another um, addition to creating, you know, more uh, sustainable public safety mechanisms um, throughout community, because actually, you know, the goal of the community economic development partnership group is to kind of coordinate and gather all community residents um, and stakeholders in one particular space to, you know, hold, um conversations and you know figure out ways to build progress from the bottom up approach um you know community led and driven um ideas uh that produce sustainability and create change amongst us all.
1: excellent but, Kim,
2: you know, uh, Kim.
1: Yeah, Elkem yeah, welcome. I just unmute yourself and let's uh, let's hear from your melodious voice cuz you you have the the if I can get somewhat personal you guys know my kind of stick at the I'll I'll, I'll kind of Throwing some innuendos, but you have a melodious voice, and so your you have your father's melodious voice, and you have your 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 mother's melodious voice because you think of those two voices harmonizing. But but share with us in terms of pick up what what John, Sean had just referenced.
4: Right, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, yes, I kill salam and um, me and Sean have been building together for about two years now, um, and it's a it's a pretty much it's a step by step plan for the community to. To move from crisis to self sufficiency, mm-hmm. um, the plan is active in Washington D.C. and it was developed by you know my father Mustafa Abdul Salam, and um, he he developed the plan based on his interaction with the city of New Haven, and he applied it in D.C. and over the last ten years he's got excellent results. So um, me and Sean thought like if it, if this was the the testing ground. And they had excellent results in a place similar to New Haven. But, you know, they had their own dynamics, but they applied it and they got the results they wanted. We figured mm-hmm. we could transpose that onto what we're doing here.
5: Mm-hmm. And
4: um, what what we wanted the community to understand is it's not an organization in itself, but it's an organization of the community. Hmm. And so... Um, in New I I know you heard of the App Foundation they had a campaign trying to keep the App Foundation moving into the Dixwell part of New about around Elizabeth Street mm-hmm. and um what what just the, the whole incident exposed the community's ability to or inability to mobilize and protect itself in real time and so That whole organization that was centered around that campaign developed itself into something that was similar to that, which is exactly what the community needs, an ability to respond simultaneously and collectively in in a matter of seconds or or however time needed to whatever comes to the community, positive or negative. Mm -hmm. So CDP was a connection with that. It's just a central nerve point for pretty much right now new hallville but for the black community in new haven in general to be able to respond and react to something in the time necessary for us to capitalize and not get caught out like we have been over the years when opportunities have slipped through our hands and we and we see great opportunity in the dixwell and new hallville neighborhoods there's million dollar projects And throughout the city. And we need involvement. And in order for that, the involvement is a collective push and a collective understanding. And we believe that that collective push and that collective understanding can transform into a mechanism to move the community from where we're at right now to a powerhouse um, in general within the state.
1: Excellent. And Alchem and Sean, share how in terms of for CEDP, how folks can kind of reach out, find more information, kind of join in the cause and contribute in the best way that they can.
4: Right. So um, you can contact me or Sean. Um, I, I can leave my information where you can contact CEDP directly and you give me your information. I'll send you an email as to how people can become a part of it. They can pick and choose which aspect they'd like to be a part of. All input is respected and necessary. Our approach is it's a bottom-up philosophy where the people guide and control the movement of the community and whatever organizations are involved with the community. And the response of the community as a whole comes before any organization or any individual person. And and that's the main mission, mission that we want people to understand and, and i i i heard you speak about earlier educating people in the community um can you hear me
3: mhm yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah um in regards to um having people understand what's at stake and how to mobilize themselves and to get involved and and that's exactly what this mechanism is for is to give people an understanding of how from where they are right now meet people where they're at within the community and show them from that point how they can directly influence what's going on around them. And they can take control and have a voice and advocate for themselves.
1: And what's the, the best the best number, El Kim, or, or website? It's
4: um, uh, 475-434-5321.
1: Okay, repeat that once again.
4: That's 475-434-5321. Excellent,
1: and- excellent.
4: And the email address is cedpofnewhaven at gmail.com.
1: Excellent. Sean?
2: My contact information is 203-928-8708. That's 203-928-8708. You know, and again, as it relates to, you know, what I really kind of wanted to uh, expound about all of this stuff is, is how we address public safety. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, If we're working with children that can't read, can't deal with math, um, have no inclination of what work, what work looks like because they've never been able to deal with an internship or any type of job opportunity. Then what do we expect from them? Like we're 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 looking for. We're trying to get water out of rocks right Mm -hmm. now, and that's impossible. Right. That's a mission impossible. But what we do have in this community is we have an opportunity of a lifetime and probably more a better opportunity than a lot of other communities have because of the stakeholders that we have around us. Um, They just have to decide to be be willing to sit at the table amongst us, not plan for us, but, you know, um, work with us in in helping us develop plans that we know um, are worthy of Of trial and error approaches to gain successful momentum in our communities. And then, you know, they all have to be willing to give us time. You know, we get pressed and get grants for six months and one year trials on things that's supposed to impact a person's life for a multitude of years. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we've had, we've been oppressed for a multitude of years. And it takes time to get people to become trusting. It takes time for people to become conditioned, to get back into a progressive um, state of mind. And that's the one thing that we seem to always lack when we're getting a little bit of opportunities from from individuals is Mm -hmm. the opportunity to have time to really research what's going to work and what isn't going to work for us. Mm But what what one thing I will say is these men that you see on this this screen right now and others and the other women in our community, we have to recognize that we're the new scientists, we're the new doctors, we're the new therapists, we're the new things that um and the new people that are gonna bring all of these different ingredients and all of these different cures into a space that in a 20 year span um, could produce so many different results for our community that, um, you know, we will be fortunate to still be here to see it. I would hope I would still be here to see it in 20 years. But even if I don't, I'm going to invest every, every, every waking and second um, that I have in making sure that, you know, those endless possibilities can begin to take fruition. Um, due to due to what we decided to do today um mm-hmm. and for days to come.
1: And uh Dell latitude or if you're, if you're if you're if you're you're muted, but if you'd like to kind of comment where in some ways, uh Sean and El Kim and Jerry uh we're lifting up in the at the beginning of this year what our affirmations and visions and desires are in terms of us girding our loins, Jerry. How are we gonna girding our loins for twenty twenty four and being being healthy, wealthy and, and productive? Uh so um uh, uh brother Arrik, Arlik, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, man? Uh you, everybody's just been chatting and many of the folks you know on the on 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 the call here, uh talking about our really lifting up and, and, and publicly not testifying, but just re- recommitting ourselves to the path that we're walking. Share a little bit about uh you have the store, you have you've had the basketball thing, uh and kind of introduce yourself in terms of your your commitment's been several decades long. <laughs> for bringing peace on earth, goodwill toward toward women, the men and children here in the New Haven area.
5: I'm Diary Alec. um, um, from uh, Ashman Street Project area. Um, But I'm in coops with Sean. We do a lot of work together now. But if you want to go back of, we 12-year anniversary stopped the violence um, starting in 2011 when my brother died, Donnell Alec. Um, but since then, we've been, we had summer program after school programs, um, programs sold to the city. Um, different type of collaborations. Um, but the goal now is more so to like find a focus point to where like, how can we help our youth? How can we help our men? How can we mm-hmm. build more um environments where men can be vulnerable, comfortable, um, safe spaces for for everyone to an extent.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
5: but more so building the build. I mean, building the bridges and connecting the dots. I feel is key. Um, it's not a one man mission,
2: mm-hmm.
5: um, and it's not a uh, and it's going to take men from all eras to kind of make this thing happen. Um, <clears throat> so that's where we at right now It's like we've been talking, talking. I know everyone's been talking in their own little subgroups, um, but now it's kind of it's like finally start like let's putting putting it together. Let's start linking up with all the right people because we just never know who's doing what, um, and it's going to start with us. Mm-hmm. So like this year is so valuable with um with connecting the dots and getting this plan off the ground. Um the goal is to push um motivated kids through Sean, um, push his nonprofit, um, and collaborate with other every other initiative. Um mm-hmm. other initiatives um is definitely key to me. Um, because it just I know we did uh, we always do a Father's Day event at Ashman Street Park. Um and the goal is more so just for fathers to bring kids out, fathers and parent, fathers and kids for everybody to know each other. Um, we go through this issue with kids killing each other and their mother was just best friends in high school. Mm-hmm. Or their fathers was this, that. I, my my vision with that was more so for kids to know that we all cool um, and create that village mindset to where if my son or my daughter is out doing something wild, Sean has, Sean is able to check that. And she mm-hmm. knew that because of this initiative we started. Um, but even that, um, I'm just big on fatherhood right now. I never mm-hmm. had a, So well, I did have a dad, he just was going a little too early and, you know, I, I take pride in being a father's, um, being in my kids' lives and every step of the way. Um, and that's key. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. it's more so it was a mouthful, but it's more, so I'm just, we just trying to pull everybody together at
1: this point. Um, and, and Jerry and Elkin, before I come back to to you too. Uh, tell tell me brother, brother about the uh, what's kept you kind of motivated and committed over this decade plus more that's that's uh i think people need to hear that it's not an easy task to to keep your eyes on the prize and to get up each morning and to try to be in your right mind and, and really be maintain your optimism and not be de- not to kind of be de- you know to to be depressed or to to wallow in despair as they say what's kind of what's kind of kept you focusing on the path and 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 even just the the planning for 2024 it's so great to hear that so in my past is more so like my reasons why my kids.
5: Um those are my reasons why. Um and just making sure like I'm doing something the opposite of what I used to do. I did a lot of BS in the streets, so it's more so like my giving back. I didn't have me. Um so that's more so like I know it's kids out there, I know it's people out there that need somebody like me. And mm-hmm. the last probably like the last year or so, like year and a half. It, sean been really the motivator, honestly.
2: Mm-hmm. I won't mm-hmm.
5: lie. Um, before I got my restaurant, I moved to Charlotte. I wasn't too uh, um, thrilled with coming back and kind of being, like, on the community activist side.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Like, linking up with Sean over last year, he's, like, kind of really kept me, like, in sync and, like, got me ready to get back out here and, you know, um, be what I'm supposed to be. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm kind of, like, I'm feeding off his energy, honestly. Um, and I think it just need to be more of that.
1: So I shouldn't I shouldn't consider him to be a pain in the butt. Then you're saying I should consider him to be an inspiration. <laughs> I'll, I'll, oh, I'll take, I'll, I'll take that under advisement. <laughs> t- t- talk, t- Jerry, and and come before I come back. You guys, t- talk talk to us about the restaurant, the location, and you've gotten some publicity. And and uh, it's important for people to understand that we can break bread together and, and be harmonious together, and also kind of strategize and and, and have time. So so share with people the address of this, you know, your hours and the menu, et cetera.
5: Um, three hundred dicks for alive, you New know, Haven, Connecticut. Um, soul food and seafood. Um, kind of like a a a mix of both. Um, ours is we open up at 12, 12 to eight. Sometimes I'm open up earlier. Sometimes I stay open later. I guess that's the advantage of being a business owner. <laughs> but it's in my it's in my old it's in my old area, so it's like it's a gift and a curse, because it's like everybody watched me grow up. Everybody know my brothers, know my father. So I was like. All the all my childhood friends. so It's, it's a good thing, um, mm-hmm. but you know, it comes. It comes with. It comes with with, with a lot of stuff. But overall, I'm proud of it because some me and my daughter started out of the out of the projects. Me and her are cooking. She's in culinary. I'm hoping to give this to her, so it's part of my long term plan. So I'm cool with that. I'm not against
1: that. excellent. And did you get the, the telephone number or do you, and you guys oh. do do delivery at all or or two zero three two zero
5: three six nine one 6364 that's the uh, restaurant number. Yeah, we do catering as well. We just did a wedding um in December. So that was like something big for us. Um but yeah, we do a lot of catering.
1: And the address again,
5: 300 Dixwell Live, New Haven. All
1: right. All right. And are are you are you behind are are, are you are, I mean, are you the chef too? Are you one of the chefs also? Yeah, yeah, I'm the chef. I'm the founder. Okay, okay, man. I'm going to come out there and test test it out. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <That's> not... Jerry <laughs> talk to us because i I mean it's i would be remiss if i didn't remind people about uh with your being connected with with elder brunson and and Mm -hmm. and uh with with uh donald morris and brothers getting busy met here in new haven for roughly 15 years on the sundays and not to mention uh uh, the christian community commission so you come from you're 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 in a lineage a lineage of folks of black men in particular trying to kind of not, not let the past be the past, but to kind of create our future as Sean had mentioned, but just, just talk to us a little bit. And then, then El Kim, I want you to kind of elaborate a little bit more on your, cause you're involved with the men, the men's program at male um, mentorship at community uh, action agency, mm. Jerry.
3: All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad this one. Can I just respond to something Diari said? Please, 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 yeah.
1: Please, um, please.
3: Yeah. I appreciate the words that he He just spoke concerning, you know, fatherhood, the meeting tomorrow, the men's meeting tomorrow, is, is is the topic is daddy issues, breaking generational curses. Hmm. And it's on 2 Elizabeth Street. So when he was saying that, I, I, and my 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 soul just started rejoicing because I realized that we are all on the same page. We just got to find a way to link up together because everybody really is about the same thing. We're just all in different lanes doing it. And we have to find a way to organize this thing where we could all come together. You know what I mean? And, and, because there's... there's Movement numbers. Mm-hmm. and numbers, and I believe that the more numbers we have, the 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 more these people who are walking around here lost can see the options. Like they can see the entrepreneurship. He's talking about being a business owner. I'm a business owner. You know, I have a business partner. We own our own construction roofing company. I'm wearing a shirt right now, and it's funny because they think that they have to sit here and struggle. Like we all come from a background where we was we was used to having fast money and and doing certain things and certain lifestyles and they they just need to realize the youth the young men out here need to realize that they have options that that they're smart that they're not dumb they're not what this the the teachers are telling them they are they're not what society is telling them they are and i mean they just got to find their creativeness uh and who they are and then manifest that thing but I just wanted to I just wanted to reiterate yeah, what he had yeah. said because I th- I think that's very important. Very. You know what I'm saying? Mo- moving forward, you know, us coming together, even though we're all in different lanes, because th- the one thing, and Sean knows this too, because we linked up too. The one thing I want to say is this ain't about having a figurehead. This is just about people coming together, a movement. It ain't about who getting credit, it ain't it ain't about. I heard someone say something about the organ. It ain't about the organization. It's about the purpose and the cause. Mm-hmm. It ain't, a, it ain't, it ain't a church movement. It's, it's, it's not, it's not an organization. It's, it's a humanity movement. It's a mm-hmm. people movement. And when we see it like that, you know what I mean? We, we could easily come together and make this thing work in an effective way. I just want to see us come together. So when he said that, man, like I said, once again, I was just, I was just happy, but coming from, coming from, um, where I come from with um Apostle Brunson and, and Pastor Morris and, and a lot of other people who've done a lot of great things in this community. You know what I'm saying? The forerunners, I just want to take the torch and keep running. Mm-hmm. You know, they're getting older. They don't got the same legs they used, they used to have. So, you know, I, I just took the torch. I got I got some strong legs. I got a strong back right now. You know what I mean? And I have a strong foundation and I understand my purpose. And that's what a lot of uh a lot of people. Lack in our society they lack the purpose and the understanding so they're walking around aimlessly they walk they're walking around like in a wilderness state of mind because Mm. they don't know what they're supposed to do they don't have no direction to go into so they're just they're just existing from day to day from minute to minute second to second just existing but once once you could put a purpose in the individual and you show them that purpose you gave them something to grab hold to and run with and that's what they're lacking, mm-hmm. the, the, the vision to run with something. So my whole purpose right now and, and, and the people that I'm linked up with and people that's running with me is to show people their purpose. Because I didn't understand my purpose. I was misled. I was misguided. I was misinformed. And and, and I thought that people who were telling me this, this information were the people I was supposed to look up to. Mm-hmm. But now, now I realize that it, it takes a strong man and it takes a and it takes a man who wants to learn to turn around and proceed forth, and that's all I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And and uh, Sean, I want to come to you also about your 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 business that you're involved with. El Kim, talk to us about the your your the, the male mentorship, male involvement. The, the really just lifting up, nurturing, and spreading the love among us.
4: Right. Um, so I'm the coordinator of a program called the Father Factor at Community Action Agency. I've been there about two years now. Uh, We work with fathers uh, 18 years and older. Um, We do basic case management in regards to um, just helping them either get their life on track or accomplish specific goals that they might have hindered by. And um, they just need an extra push, some insight or resources. And we provide that for them. And we also have group sessions um, once a week. Uh, Now it's going to be twice a week. And um, we have a curriculum. It's called Twenty Four Seven Dad. That's a universal curriculum, but I also add other things to make it more relevant to the population that we're dealing with. And um, a lot of fathers, they they like you said, they need a safe space where they can express themselves and they can interact with other individuals that either have similar or the same struggles. And um, there's a there's the my biggest thing is finding resources. For fathers, especially single fathers who have custody of children, and um, it's all on them. And, and there's plenty of things for mothers in those situations. But I have fathers with infant children, children under six, and they're the sole providers. But there's there's nothing, there's no safe catch for them when they slip. Um, there's no resources for emergencies. So it, the struggle is Pretty much a lot of it is economics and just having resources for them to stabilize themselves. A lot of fathers uh interact with me and contact me before coming home for incarceration so that they can have a program mm. to dive directly into that could guide them on the path and give them a sense of support and stability while they transition back into society. So um it's just it's every aspect of being a father in particular the in and, and the environments that we come from is what I deal with and I, I'm I'm the struggle is always resources but um like everyone has said on this call if our accumulated efforts are put together um I'm pretty sure we could discover that there are more resources than we think and we um and it'd be a lot easier to do the work and we could do a, a greater and faster just with mm. the mass participation of each other and I, I also um have a group called um, Zola. Um, It's one that was developed by my mother, but it's dealing with trauma and loss. Um, Her name is Ketora Bryant, and she put it together as a bereavement care to deal with, uh, at first, people who have lost loved ones Mm -hmm. in regards to a funeral service and things provided by the funeral home, but she expanded it to just dealing with trauma and loss in general. So a lot of the fathers from my group also participate in that. And so Mm -hmm. That's, that's something that we could all connect on because like you said, it's, it's, it's very similar work. And um specifically trauma and loss because I think that's one of the great impediments to the growth and development of the community is the ability to, to move past what we've been through mm-hmm. and to put it into a perspective where it could be a, a learning process rather than uh, something that, Keeps us from growing and developing and interacting with each other in a healthy manner, and I think that goes for, for not only us as adults, but especially for the youth, because the youth have um, they don't have a voice. They're developing a voice, and they need advocacy because that's the nature of the situation. Mm. So um, I'm I'm all about particularly fathers. I I study the statistics all the time that show what the lack of presence of a male in a home and men in the community, um, how they directly connect to social ills from suicide, incarceration, um, pregnancy, dropout, drugs. They all connect back to the lack of a male presence in the community and in the homes. So I think that this, the duty we're doing in regards to that is at this time the most important thing that needs to be done mm. for our mm. people.
1: Mm. And El Kim, the number for the Community Action Agency where uh, folks can kind of find out about your program or contact you?
4: Right, that's uh, Father Factor 475 241 5271.
1: And is there any cost to participate?
4: Uh, you just have to live in the greater New Haven area, which is all the havens in Hamden, and you must be a father over the age of 18.
1: Excellent. Brother Sean. Talk to me about yes, per- sir. what was a perfect. What's the name he went? I mean, several businesses, but per- what's perfect?
2: <laughs> so, Prince on Deck is my, Pr- my printing on deck.
1: company. Prince on Deck, yep, yeah,
2: Prince on Deck. Um, so Prince on Deck, uh, is an extension of RHR Print, Copy, and Digital Service Providers. I just changed the name. You know, I finally found something that was going to service, uh, myself, my needs, um, and all of my efforts. So, you know, when you see Prince on Deck, you'll see a little. Uh, bear, somewhat similar to Winnie the Pooh. It's not exactly the Winnie the Pooh bear, but uh, my son was real uh, Winnie the Poohish mm-hmm. growing up as a kid. So you know, um, I use the bear as a symbol of remembrance um, as to why I do some of the things that I actually do. Do uh, been active since 2020. Um, service a lot of individuals. NAACP, Sickle Cell Foundation, uh, Care. Uh, Yale, you know a number of different organizations, nonprofits. Um,
1: give, give people an idea. Specializing in different...
2: printing, like full color printing, custom graphic designs, embroidery, screen so, print, I anything mean, print. From um, anything from,
1: print. From, for, from mugs, the the t shirts, the banners, to 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 anything the blips, print the, the signs. Blips, the, the signs. <laughs>
2: vehicle wraps if you need it you know um one thing i do is i have a network of other black uh printers that might specialize in certain areas that i don't um so we try to you know stay connected in those capacities if i don't do something i do know exactly who can get it done so i I pass the buck along um to them free of charge you know just to make sure we keep it inside the network um you guys always all know you know um i've been Uh, instrumental with sport academy since 2013 that was the program that actually you know put me back on the path of you know trying to save lives man i I tell a story that chess chess saved me Hmm. you know uh when i couldn't when i really couldn't see or my my mind was just really clouded um after my son's passing i didn't know what direction i was going to take you know um I ran into somebody who who stopped me from putting myself back in the prison system to do something stupid um but then gave me a window uh that allowed me to see that I can create more opportunities um and promote life and don't have to you know just sit around death um through the game of chess so you know that was the start of my my journey hmm. since then you know I've been moving around doing a lot more People probably tell you I'm everywhere doing everything, but I'm a nosy individual and I need to learn. Well,
1: um, well you, know, you know, Sean, Sean, uh, drill down a little bit, if you would, um, in terms of your violence prevention work. And then Jerry, I want to come to you because you, you mentioned a, a lo- Is that a logo? You said you had a logo on your on your shirt there. So, yeah. so Sean, did, did Sean design it for you? Is that one of the... the... Not another another gentleman designed this one. All man. right, but, all right, but you, you'll get back on the good foot with your next one. All right, but... but Absolutely. But, but Sean, sure, so, so drill so, down, yeah.
2: So um I've been working with this organization, Connecticut Against Gun Violence, since 2021. Um, you know, we sat through New Haven in about six to seven months, you know, went through, did a series of listening sessions to cultivate a blueprint for Office of Violence Prevention that New Haven has. Um they're currently planning on, I believe, uh utilizing a lot of the options that were in the blueprint. Um And they're currently working on some other things to, I guess, uh, deal with a council now, I think a community council um, for, you know, some violence reduction strategies. But I've been with them for a couple of years now, uh, learning a lot um, around legislative agendas, um, you know, making sure that there's funding for violence prevention organizations across the state. Um, so that way, you know, they can actually do the work that they're supposed to do in a much more impactful way, but um, be compensated for the time and the service work that these men and women do because it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of long, uh, exhausting hours, uh, you know, and a lot of them weren't really getting paid to do to do the kind of work that they're doing.
1: Talk, 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 uh, talk to us a little bit about, Sean, you were in D.C., was it four or five weeks ago? And, and and D-Ray, yeah. all I can say is someone was putting up plates of that he was having food food that he was eating in in DC. I'm sure it was not as good as yours, D-Ray, but so talk talk us about that that Washington experience and why you were there.
2: So uh every year they have a, a gun violence convention in Washington, D.C. around December. And it's also a national prayer vigil for, you know, um all of the families uh that's been affected by gun violence. Um, I believe Poe and Her organization may have started this thing, you know, after those Sandy Hook incidents and stuff like that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, there's still a it's a way to pay homage because they do pay tribute to, you know, uh, families inside of uh, local neighborhoods across the country as well. Um, It's a way to go out there. I normally go out there for information. They have a new Office of Violence Prevention at the the White House level now. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I wanted to kind of hear about that. Those initiatives, you know, what are they doing to address funding um, shortages and all of the other things that, you know, we've talked about over the last couple of years, because those, the, the gentleman and the young lady who actually are running the organi- running that office in DC, they were actually once sitting in a crowd with all of us, you know, having the same complaints and issues. So it was good to kind of see them mm-hmm. there. Be able to really reiterate, you know, conversations with the, them again and get a, um feel that you know they have boots on the ground and they're really doing the work that they say they're doing. So you know, it's a, it's, it's always for me it's an opportunity to go and get information and then come back and then share it with the community as best I can.
1: Excellent. Let's let's take another ten or twelve minutes or so and kind of throw it around whatever questions or concerns might be on your heart, mind, and soul, and you can ask one another or just uh, move to a topic that's that's relevant for, relevant relevant for you as we kind of. Again, uh, bolster ourselves and recommit ourselves for a our prosperous 2024, not just for individuals, but for the but for the collective good. Uh, anybody would like to jump oh. in?
2: So let me just say real quick, you know, um. I got Jerry here for a reason because I've been talking to Diari. Diari is really interested in making sure that, you know, we start getting pastors out, um, you know, in some of these little hot areas around our neighborhoods, you know, kind of just kind of talking to people in the neighborhood about, you know, changing their lives. Like one thing we know as business owners, if we don't clean up our areas, then our businesses are going to suffer. People are scared to come into the community just because, and it's not even that people are really doing a lot wrong. They're just hanging out. They don't mm-hmm. have anywhere to go. They don't, you know, they're lost. I go over to Diari spot frequently. You know, I talk to a few of the individuals that's outside. I know a couple of them, you know, they suffer from uh alcoholism and stuff like that. So, you know, um, I know Jerry is interested in coming outside with this mm-hmm. work now. So this mm-hmm. was a good opportunity for him and Diari to kind of just see each other, meet each other for a minute, and we're gonna have some some much more deeper focused conversations after this. Um, to see how we can start implementing these things. But, you know, the goal is to take all of our side conversations that we're having all around the city, um, knowing what we know, and especially me, um, knowing all of these individuals and kind of bring us all into the same room, man, um, in a consistent platform for all of the opportunities that we want to actually present and give to our community. We're gifts, and we want to give these gifts back mm-hmm. to our community in ways that are um, plentiful, um, and very meaningful. I think you know now's the time, and 2024 has never been a time like now. So we better do it now, or else we might not be able to do it next. Mm-hmm.
1: Jerry, I see you smiling. Is that, is that a smile of affirmation and, and 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 commitment and promise?
3: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's definitely a, a smile. Um, just for what Sean said, just being a bridge that could connect individuals, you know. Um I stay in, my, like I said, I stay in my lane. I don't try to jump lanes. But Sean is in different lanes. He's he's in different rooms. Like, I'm a boot. I'm a. I'm like. I'm 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 boots on. I'm boots on. Wholehearted. Mm-hmm. Sean mm-hmm. Sean could be in the room, like he said in DC, getting information, coming back, sharing it with five different other people in five different lanes. But I think it's time for these lanes to really come together because mm-hmm. our 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 point is or the agendas are the same across the board we're just taking different approaches and there's nothing wrong with a different approach you know cuz people need different approaches but but the but the goal is the same let's reach mm-hmm. these people that mm-hmm. that are in need let's give them the information that they need let's give them the resources that they need and that way we can really change the dynamics of our community um the brother uh I can't think what the, what the Brother said, but he was talking about when the app Foundation was trying to come to Dixon and Elizabeth. I was out there protesting mm-hmm. on the corner across the street from two g shop. I was mm-hmm. out there literally you know what I mean making my stance. We don't want this in our community
2: mm-hmm. because
3: th- this is our community. It took a long time for the bill to get cleaned up to to where it's at now, and you're trying to you're trying to bring nonsense back into the community this is this is how we have to come together, you know we we have to make our voices heard in our community. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's going to take, it's going to take time sacrifice, mm. you know, and that's what it's about. It's about sacrificing our time for the greater
5: good.
1: And DRA? And, and mm-hmm. D- yeah.
5: Let me hear from you a little bit. Well, I agree. Well, piggybacking on Sean, I definitely wanted to get somebody out here, uh, get some preachers and pastors out here to just start saving people. Um mm-hmm. My voice going out there and telling them every day, Yo, you can't be hurt, you can't be hurt, you can't be hurt. I mean, ain't like I'm going to call the cops. So um, I figured this would be a way. And I, I, it was a joke when I was talking to Sean, because I was like, nah, Sean, I know how I'm going to get him. I'm going to get people to come pray for him. And it's going to really scare them off. Either it's going to scare them or somebody really going to end up getting saved. Mm. You get what I'm saying? He's but mad. that's what I grew up on when I was a kid. I remember um, the pastor from... Um, Wayfair Ministry. He mm-hmm. used to always be out, always be out on streets with the mic, and and I think something like we we do need to take the old school route on how we need to do things again. It yeah. need to be like no, forget social media. Like, damn, people don't really know you through social media. It ain't like people, everybody on the follow trend, and that's just social media. But we need to be like hands on, really out here touching the people. Like, I feel good like when I deliver my own food to somebody. Because they get to go, damn, the owner delivered the food to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I get right. it. I get it. I get why. I get it makes it more of a relationship. Um, and then it, it's like that's the that's like my mindset, especially for my establishment here, um, until they read until the gentrification is done with all this new development. Um, but that's really like what I've been dealing with over here, honestly. Um, and that's a good approach, it'd be a good collaboration, honestly. Cause my, I got a, a friend, one of my best friends. He's, uh, he's into the church field heavy, and that's something he's going for, um, going towards. So you know,
1: D- D- Jerry, did I hear uh, D. Ray mention the word Wayfaring Ministries? Does that ring a bell to, to you? Yes, <laughs> and I want, I want to be, I
3: want to, I want to get your number from Sean. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna leave my number in the um,
5: messages over here.
3: Yeah, and that man—that man you was talking about with the bullpen out there—that's my father-in-law.
5: <laughs> I that's went my to my that church. <laughs> I know everybody <anywhere. laughs> from there.
3: And let me tell you something: <laughs> that method—that method he used was very effective. We've mm-hmm. just gotten we've just gotten away from making that presence felt in, in in the streets in our communities, and this is why this is what we're doing right now. We're building these men up to go back into these different communities with that same mentality, with that same vigilance to to go speak to the men. Like yo, you use the mailbox as our pulpit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Use the mailbox mm-hmm. as our pulpit. You know what I mean? And really and really speak to those because this is why he has such a powerful men's ministry because. This is what he was after. He was after men because he knew that our society will only get better if he if he if we if the men were raised up. Yep. Right. Because if the men were raised up, we we we're gonna do the we're gonna do the right thing by our wives and we're gonna do the right thing by our children. You know what I mean? And that's what he instilled. That's why I said I'm just taking the torch and running. But hmm. I definitely want your I definitely want your math. So I can bring me and a couple of our brothers out there and we can minister to those men out there. And like you said, either they're gonna get saved or they're going to get tired of seeing us come up there talking
5: to
1: them. El <laughs> <laughs> Kim, jump in. We have about nine minutes, everyone. So just as topics or thoughts or affirmations or prayers or whatever you want to say, let's just take advantage of the time. El Kim, what, what, what's, what's cooking in your body, mind, and soul at the moment?
4: Um, yeah, I just want to reiterate the point of everybody coming together and, and on a unified front and um, just the idea of CDP and how we envision a bottom-up approach, where it's the community itself, that's the guiding force of everything. It's a collective understanding that we decide the environment we wanna live in, the opportunities that we choose to partake in. And if we wanna allow anybody inside or out of our community to take advantage of the resources we have. So I'm, I'm all about the collective front, taking full control, I think a lot of the problems that we we, we we go through can be remedied easily by that understanding. People who seem out of place can have places to go mm. because just, it's all about a creative effort to do something that's outside of the box but has been needed to be done. And it's pretty much the only sensible thing to do, which is to allow people to define the environment they want to live in based on them being educated and knowing what's best for them. So, um like, yeah, I'm all for everybody, anybody, for all of you, especially, to collaborate and to create and reinforce what we're doing and and, and to put together something that can enhance what we're doing and tie it all together.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Sean or Jerry or D-Ray, just the, the, the mic's open.
2: Listen, I just want to let all these brothers know, and you as well, Mr. Frickland, man, I love y'all you know what i'm saying um but if you take a look at the screen even though you don't see the Ari face you know this okay. is the start of, of bridging our generational gaps across the board you know what i mean because it's it's important it's ne- it's necessary that uh our young minds know that they they still need to connect with the older bodies and our older bodies need to know that they still need to connect with the younger minds in order to keep this energy flowing back mm. and forth, um, continuously. Like it's, it's not a, it's not a one-way system. It's a mm-hmm. two-way system. Energy mm-hmm. flows back and forth. And mm-hmm. we got to make sure we establish that kind of link, that chain in that operational capacity again, and then we're going to be fine.
1: Mm-hmm. D Ray. I'm
5: just glad to be a part of it. Honestly. Um, And I get to bring my era kids, my era men and youth to 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 this. Um, I know I'm a valuable piece to this because I'm 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 pretty much the youth. Um Excellent. So I understand what's going on. I'm a team player, so I'm down.
1: Jerry, just be, Jerry, just before I give you the last word, I want to ask you, D-Ray, just a a little bit of a diversion. Just to when you when, the fact that you have a business, people don't understand that that's rent, that's leasing, that your business plan, that's, when, and buying seafood, the, the price of seafood fluctuates like crazy, that you're mm-hmm. dependent on supply chains, or things being available, and you may not be able to buy in bulk like bigger folks, so I guess want to give you a chance to kind of talk about the challenges of, a, of being an entrepreneur, and and also want to salute you for locating yourself on Dixwell, in the heart. The heart of the black community, and we, we got to clean that up. So we just talk a little bit about this your your entrepreneurial passion, and I mm-hmm. just want folks to understand that this is not like um, selling t shirts out of your trunk. I'm not trying to uh, embarrass anybody, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. you're have having an establishment, a lease, the heat, your the inspections, the health inspector comes in, mm-hmm. the regulations you have to, the taxes. There's so much that well, you're doing.
5: Well, a lot I went through over the summer. A lot I went through a lot of harassment from health department fire marshals building zoning police uh, like everybody done came here um so it's it's a lot of challenges and it's like constantly being creative um just through the slow times through other businesses open up you know everybody not gonna eat the same thing every day obviously um so it's just ways of staying relevant ways of staying creative um that's why i do catering events uh discount for uh the teenagers the high school kids um I just try to stay on it and budget budgeting is like key Mm -hmm. and like right now I'm just learning about like distributors and credit cards and I don't I I didn't come into it knowing a lot Mm -hmm. so like I didn't know about credit cards I'm I'm still like illiterate to credit cards you know it was always like a fear when you was younger don't get credit cards and
1: but
5: it's more so like I'm I'm learning a lot in it um um and you know I'm down for it so I'm cool with the ups and downs, but I know I am I survived it two years, three years now. Indeed. I'm, I'm going to be in it. I'm going to be in Indeed. this for a long time.
1: Indeed. And, and not to, and Jerry, I'm, going, I'm coming to you for kind of closing last word and, and, and D Ray, not to put, uh, uh, Trinity temple on blast or not to put Varick on blast or not to put, uh, Dixwell United church of Christ on blast or, or St. Martin de Porres. But if one Sunday a month, if they get catered something from before they're after after church, Program uh, mm-hmm. so so there's, and again I know those ministers and I'm not trying to pick on Chucky or formerly Reverend Streets or 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 uh, Reverend Steele or, uh, or or Joe at at uh, at Saint Martin de Porres but there's ways for us to kind of reach out and and the land you know so so you're you're surrounded by potential customers that I'm hopefully will see that we can break bread together and and profit for, together J- Jerry
5: now that would be dope.
1: So, so let's, let's see, if, see if we can lift that up, uh, <laughs> and you know even, even Wayfair you can you could you can you can deliver, deliver stuff out there. Yeah, so those my stuff. peoples. I that's was not, out there when not, I was a kid. Not that far. And, and Jerry, <laughs> and Jerry, I, Jerry, I'm not going to talk about your your, your main squeeze or your better half, but I know you, both you guys like to travel and eat because of all those plates I see from the cruises that you guys are on. But I'm just saying, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, man, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so,
3: nah, I, I, yo, but that's but that even um, it's funny that you said that because so many people in our community never left the hood mm. they've never gone nowhere that's yeah. all they know mm. because it was on one the one it was all i knew at one point in my life was new york city mm. that's it you go up there get what you got to get you come back that's all we knew. so even you saying that Going back to D-Ray, he has a business. Yes. They people need to see that outside of that Dixwell community. Mm-hmm. People people need to see that in the hill. They need to see that in the trade. They need to see that out West Hills. They need to see that everywhere. They they need to know that we that they have options to be better. Yes. And and they need to know how to get from A to Z, how to navigate that terrain. Like he was talking, it's so funny. He was talking about credit cards and all of that. When me and my business partner first got our business, we was pulling money out of our business account, not knowing we was hurting ourselves. We we didn't even know how to take money out of our business because we didn't know how to pay ourselves. It was just like, yo, we made this amount of money, this half yours, this half mine. And we was just going in there grabbing what we want. We didn't understand about uh, building business credit, business equity. We didn't know nothing about that. So when it came time to do our taxes that first year, we was like, wow, we owe all of this? Mm-hmm. but but thank god that we had the money to pay that but it's so much we ha- it's so much we have to learn and as we're learning like sean said we got to start passing the information along mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. no, somebody should have told us about that but nobody nobody opens their mouth just like nobody in the community opens their mouth when they see somebody's child you know what i'm saying doing something that they shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. we turn a blind eye it was the whole community you know what I mean? Ain't Dot rest in peace used to be able to beat me when we was little on Shelton Avenue. You know if I, if she saw me doing something wrong, it was people that had the right to, to discipline you. Now don't touch my kids. We got to get out of that mentality, man, because it really does take the village. Mm. And and once we once we implement that back into the minds and the hearts of the people, we was tr- we will truly start to see progress because there will be the accountability factor in place. Right yes. now, there's no accountability in place. We allow the school system to teach to, to teach our kids. You know what I'm saying on a low on a low reading level, on a low math level, on a low academic level across the board, and we accept that. The one thing my wife do, and I'm so happy she does because I have custody of my grandson, one of my grandchildren, and we are actively involved in what's taking place in that school over there. Yes. She constantly goes over. there. we constantly get updates. I I have the app on my phone to see the progress that's taking place, the homework that needs to be done. So therefore we're making sure that our grandson is doing exactly what he needs to be doing. But how many people really go to PTA meetings? How many people really go, you know what I'm saying? On report card time and go meet uh, and go introduce themselves to the teachers. Our parents ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing and we have to get them back on track. So it's a collective effort across the board. It ain't just about the addiction that's taking place, the violence that's taking place. It's about, you know what I'm saying, the academics what's taking place. It's about, it's about the financial, the mentality, the spirituality, man. Our people need healing across the board.
1: Mm. Jen I don't sure. think I don't think we can improve improve upon that at the moment. I think that's a good way for us to kind of conclude. And Sean, I guess I want you to, to have reached out. Glad that you reached out to me uh yesterday and glad that you gentlemen could take the time. Time for us to chat, and this won't be a a runoff, a runoff or a one-off. If we want to get to the 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 finals, the finals might be at the end of this year, might be at the end of the millennium. But we want to be play, we want to continue to play the game at at an all-star level. And so, really appreciate all everyone here on the on the call. Um, I think that think that's it for it. Is everyone of one accord that we can kind of take take a break and, and and reconvene at another time? And obviously, folks are going to be in touch with one another in the interim. And that's man, I sent my number in the message too. So so right. So, so I want to connect.
5: I want to connect, and, sure. and I to so start like, like next week. <laughs> I'm I'm the bridge for this
2: gap, man. That Listen, bridge. I got every. I'll make sure everybody got everybody information, so that way you know. Again, we can all stay uh the course. Excellent. Yeah. Yo, make sure
3: you do that. I'm putting mine in there too. But just make sure you do that. Shot. Mighty,
1: mm-hmm. mighty gents, over now. now. All over right. Now. Thanks a lot, oh, Have a good one, Tom. Thank all you. Right. All, all right. right. You're listening to the topic and show on WNHLP103.5 FM, your home for Community Radio.